Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret and your father who is sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. So here we are at the beginning of another unusual Lent, harder than last year, even though we're much more familiar with all the challenges and responses of COVID. It feels like we're stuck in Groundhog Day, our lives greatly diminished. It's probably why there's pretty pretty little on social media about what are you giving up for Lent? Because the answer is, I already gave it all up. But even before COVID, that sense of stuckness may be familiar. The rest of our lives may be progressing in different ways, but we may experience feeling stuck in our Christian lives, stuck with the same habits and behaviors that we can't seem to shift, stuck with a faith that seems to just make us swear a little less. Aware that we're not alone, that there are plenty around us not apparently growing in grace, joy and love. I recently read that there are two main ways in which we can deny the power of the gospel in our lives. The two main approaches to God that will trip us up. And these are antinomianism and legalism. Antinomianism is Difficult to say, but actually relatively easy to grasp. Antinomianism agrees that we are saved not by our works, but by faith and divine grace. But it goes to the extreme of saying that those who are saved are then not bound to follow moral law. The Apostle James wrote, faith without works is dead, in direct repudiation of this view. Now, the opposite of antinomianism is legalism. Legalism says that you must do or avoid certain behaviours 
and follow certain disciplines and practices of faith in order to achieve right standing with God. The truth is we all tend towards one way or another. What's interesting is that there is one solution to this and it's not by achieving some sort of balance between the two, you know, someday being a bit legalistic and the next day throwing it all aside. And it's through the very thing that we're being called to today. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. Martin Luther opened his reformation by nailing 95 theses to the door of Wittenberg Cathedral. And the very first of the theses is this. Our Lord and Master Jesus Christ willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. Now, if we follow antinomianism, then we will ignore the idea of repentance because we don't think we need it. And as a result, we cut ourselves off from a path of growth. The old fashioned term is sanctification. And then if we're a legalist and believe we have to do things right to be saved, then we view repentance as the way to escape God's judgment. Repentance can then become a kind of self-flagellation, making ourselves thoroughly miserable, trying to convince God and ourselves that we're really sorry. And then we can earn our forgiveness. But through the gospel, we know that it was Jesus who was made miserable for our sin. And it's only through that that we can be forgiven. Legalism finds its hope in the ability to live a good enough life to be accepted. So every episode of sin and repentance shakes its foundations. As you know, I recently lived in community at Lee Abbey. And while there, I discovered that the love and acceptance of the community meant that I both found it much easier to see and also to accept who I was. I saw my flaws, but I was still able to accept myself. The more we're accepted, the easier it is to, to admit our mistakes and our sin. And not just that, the more we become aware of our sins and our flaws, the more precious and electrifying the grace of God becomes to us. In that grace, it's easy to drop our self-denials and defenses. So how do we bring our sins to the light? Well, in some respects, we do it every Sunday, but I don't know about you, I kind of you, you metaphorically skid to a halt at the start of a service. Some of you may have been arguing on the way here to get the kids at church in time. There's all kinds of things that make people not quite ready to really do some serious self-reflection at the beginning of a worship service. So I think it's something that we need to do, as Jesus said, going into our rooms and closing the door and praying to our Father who is unseen. And the good news is we don't need to invent the wheel. Other giants of the faith have walked before us and we can follow their good examples. So I've got a, I found an outline and I'm going to just walk through it with you and, and later add it to the website page for Lent, Holy Week and Easter if you'd like to download it. 
It's got four parts. The first is humility or pride. Are we prone to looking down on others? And if so, we need to remind ourselves that we're sinners too. Are we stung by criticism? Or have we felt snubbed or ignored? If so, they may be signs that we value human approval above that of God's. Second, do we burn with love for God or are we indifferent? We know that we love God if we love our brother and sister. And so have we spoken of or thought unkindly of others? Have we justified ourselves by character, caricaturing, in our minds anyway, someone else? Have we been impatient or irritable with others? Have we been self-absorbed or indifferent or inattentive to others? Third, wise courage or anxiety? Have we avoided people or tasks that we need to face? Do we feel anxious or worried? Have we been self-absorbed or indifferent or inattentive regarding others? And fourth, are we truly focused on God or do we prioritize other things in our lives? For instance, are we doing what we're doing for God's glory and the good of others or are we driven by fears and the need for approval? Are we too wedded to our own comfort and ease? Do we need to have control of people and situations? Do we hunger for acclaim or power? Are we looking at anyone else with envy? Are we giving in to at least the first inklings of lust or gluttony? Are we spending time on the urgent rather than the important because of our disordered wants or needs? Using this structure will lead us to repentance. But repentance from all these things will start, first of all, and most and foremost, with considering how Jesus loves us and more than provides for us. He provides for us for all those things that we think we're searching for in all these other things. And that's what good repentance looks like. That's the kind of repentance that will make a difference in our lives. That's the kind of repentance that defeats antinomianism by agreeing that some of our behavior is wrong and needs turning away from. And it's the kind of repentance that defeats legalism because it accepts that the root of all our sin lies in our lack of love and faithfulness to the one who saved us. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. <laughs>